0: Welcome to Content Kettle. This podcast is all about marketing where we'll be speaking with CEOs and founders of brands across the globe and marketers who roll up their sleeves to get their businesses out there and turn them into a success. With each having taken a different path to grow their business, they have what we call actual actionables on marketing and they are spilling the tea with us or maybe even having one. I'm Sohail, the social media marketer at ContentSify a content marketing agency that works with startups to establish their presence online. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to Content Cattle.
1: Hey, hi, Sahil.
0: For those who haven't met her before, Michelle is the founder of Rose Art, a customized uh, gifting store that offers a variety of handmade products from gift cards to laptop stickers to a lot more. That's what I know and have seen on her website and her Instagram. But I would like to know more about your business and your story, Michelle.
1: Thank you. Uh, so I'll just give you a small briefing about Roséart. Uh, Roséart uh, began as handmade cards and uh, like only handmade cards, wherein we would kind of help uh, customers, clients, gift one another or their friends or loved ones handmade gifts or handmade uh, cards customized to their you know their needs, like what they wanted to add and everything. But uh, over the years, as COVID came along, uh, it was kind of difficult to. Go ahead and give handmade cards so we started doing digital art and uh, like yeah digital art has has changed the entire form of everything so now a single greeting can be you know shared through whatsapp and it will still make the other person's day you know because right now i think uh, customers they give me two separate pictures wherein the people were never together but uh, but now like we have the capability to kind of make them look like they're together through digital art so that's one way, uh, yeah. So uh, we we do stickers. We have notepads, a lot of aesthetic stationery, uh, a lot of notebooks, and keychains also. Yeah, and handmade cards, of course, is there. But we take in like very limited orders on handmade cards now.
0: Got it, got it. So you started this uh, before the COVID.
1: Yeah. So um, this was uh, this started in July seventeenth, twenty eighteen. So that was four years back. Yeah, it it started in a very small, cute place. It's called a hostel dorm room, (laughs) alongside all my friends. Actually, yeah.
0: Got it. Got it. So, what was the whole motivation behind starting this business?
1: So, I'm an architect by profession, and uh, when I was in the second year, I think I used to make handmade cards for all my friends whenever they about days or due, and uh, they always like you know used to look up to or look look forward to that moment where they would get my handmade card because it was filled with so many emotions. Like, you know, you want to tell so many and you want to express so much and everything was there on the card, you know. So whenever they saw the card, they felt nice and it was always customized to the color they like, the the kind of uh, cartoons they like or whatever, like, you know, all these Avengers or whatnot, like everything was customized in it. So one of my friends happened to tell me that uh, when when is my card coming, like, you know, and uh, when her birthday actually came, Uh, That was the card that actually changed the whole game, you know. She told me that, uh, why don't you put this up on Instagram and see if anyone else wants this, you know. What if someone wants to actually pay you for doing this for someone else? So that was her birthday. Uh, So she had like all these balloons and everything decorated in a hostel room. So she she clicked like a lot of pictures of the card alongside those balloons and lights and everything. And uh, I think it clicked and immediately i think within a week i think one of our uh, one of our very own batchmates had ordered one the first card first handmade card and
0: yeah that was it mm, that's pretty inspiring a lot of businesses start out that way itself right they start something in the hostel and then uh, it goes on from there that was interesting so uh, i just wanted to know what are uh, the challenges that you face on a regular basis since it's a customized business, right? So if you are someone who is a one man army, uh, taking care of uh, creation, design, and all of it, then how do you go about, uh, you know, uh, managing everything in one go?
1: Yeah, I think the, the most frequent, like, I wouldn't say problem or anything, it's just like a small hurdle, wherein uh, I have to take in the uh, briefings for every client or every customer differently, some some customers want a customized notepads even or customized notebooks even, so taking that into order and actually keeping a track of it, and remembering that you know you have to actually plan out on a calendar. Okay, this person wants it on this date, and this has to be discussed on this day. So planning that out, that is kind of uh, challenging, and also not only that, but like when you are printing orders or when you are actually having to ship them. Because see, someone's birthday could be on 24th uh, September and it has to be ready by 20th because it has to be shipped by 24th and it has to be there. So, I mean, th- there goes a lot of planning. So, but over the years, I think uh, that planning phase has kind of got into me. I like I like planning each customer accordingly. I have a book where I maintain all, all the customer requirements. So even if a customer keeps coming back to me, I have, their, have them hand their names in the book recorded.
0: Okay. 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 So, so initially you started out with Instagram, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: So uh, I'm just curious and want to know, like, how do you uh, build trust in a customer? Since, since uh, a lot of businesses lately I've, I've been uh, reading about it that, you know, people who are selling out on Instagram tend to, the customers don't tend to trust them to make upfront payment and all that right how, how did you what were your tactics to you know convince them okay we are genuine. you know even if it's like uh taking the payment before uh delivering it so h- how did you go about it
1: so um one thing that i i recently found out on instagram mm-hmm. is that by showing your face to the audience you kind of are being transparent and also not only that but uh your face plus your process so some part of the process not the not the whole uh, process in detail but some part of the process i i always make it a point to kind of show that on instagram on my instagram page like if you just scroll through a little you'll see reels of me in it and so some like some part of the user like you know the user is going through my instagram they actually get to see who the who the face of the brand is who is behind the who is behind this whole you know, the whole process and what actually goes behind it. So they see how much effort goes behind it. And they know for sure that I won't be able to scam them, even if I do. And I don't think like um, when someone genuinely comes to customize something for someone, they come up with such sweet requests. Like I, I always make sure that, you know, I send them a badge of saying, saying that this, this is our catalog. And we have this this already done for certain customers. If it clicks for you, we can go for that or we can go for something new. So they already know that, you know, we've had a client base, like we've had a lot of customers in prior to them. So they feel secure that way. And obviously reviews, like the the previous people you worked with, if they give you reviews and you post them on Instagram, that helps a lot. Yeah. So Instagram is very helpful that way because it's very visual, right? Like, so everything is about photos and, you know, I had uh, posted this one photo in 2021 of me beside my stall that I had put up in my own college. And uh, that actually uh, like grabbed a lot of followers because uh, prior to that, I never put a single picture of myself. But-, but then when I put that photo up there, everybody knew that, okay, it's not just some random uh, you know inspiration page, but it is actually a store that is selling this. And this is the person behind it. Michelle is the person behind it. Yeah. So that helps. Face of the brand helps a lot.
0: Got it. Yeah, I, I while I was scrolling through, I came across a couple of reels as well, where you were uh, shooting behind the scenes or maybe, you know, showing the product. Yeah, that helps in building the authenticity. Uh, also, consider this, there's a new product that you have launched, okay, and you post about it or maybe you put it in your story. So once you do that, how long does it take for you to actually people DMing you and asking you when is this available or how much does this cost? inquiries here? Yeah.
1: So actually, like, uh, it does depend on how the whole market is. If someone's birthday is coming up, then people will buy it or will gift it to someone. Or they feel like treating themselves like, you know, month end when you get your salary, those kind of stuff. But obviously, like, it's not very fixed. Like, whenever I post, I'm not actually expecting, okay, today I will get an order back. But for sure that I when I'm posting it, I want to make sure that everybody knows that, okay, I'm, I'm still working on something. You can keep giving me your orders as and when, you know, the store is open. So that way, like I think for notepads and uh, aesthetic stationery, like notebooks, notepads, bookmarks, keychains. whenever I post a reel, I I mention the amount and the shipping and what whatever the details of the product is. So that even if someone wants something, and they're, they're feeling like it's too hard to approach the page. It's it's right there. You know, they don't have to kind of uh, go through the entire process of DMing and then finding out. And then when they actually want to place an order, I know that they are currently interested because they actually message me saying that, hey, I would like to place an order for this. So I think it goes maybe, I don't know, it takes two, three days for it to even click sometimes. Yeah. God, Because Instagram works like that. So you post a reel today. It may be trending only three weeks after, right? Now, I haven't gone like viral, viral, but um, one post did go well, like a a while back, that was in the year 2021. And Mm -hmm. after that post, I started getting a lot of digital art art orders. Like everybody started liking that minimal art thing. And COVID was at its peak, second wave. So everybody wanted to give digital art to their friends and everything. So that really clicked.
0: Okay, so Instagram has been your uh, major
1: pillar for marketing i i feel like i like focusing on one because focusing on multiple uh i mean even my website is on website is there for people who you know people who want to see the presence of your brand on other social platforms because only instagram would be a bit fishy you know everybody would be like okay like is it is it actually genuine because anyone can open an instagram account so that uh, which is why this year uh it's the beginning of this year 2022 I started my Rosyark.in website and uh, yeah, it, it actually clicked from there as well. People started noticing all the products listed down, the different categories and everything. So a lot of their questions and FAQs were actually sorted out. Yeah.
0: Okay. So here's one takeaway for anyone who is about to get started. So whenever you have an idea in mind, just... Test it out on Instagram, see what the response is. And if people really are interested, then start building things like the website and other things. Don't, don't jump on the biggest thing first and then, you know, uh, still be confused if it's really for you or not. Interesting. Yes, yeah,
1: correct. It took me like three years to even build a base on Instagram. And I still have, I would say, like, I would say, like, nearing thousand, thousand followers soon. But yeah, it... I know for sure that apart from those thousand followers, I've made multiple more clients because every time my client or my customer goes to another person and says, okay, I got this gift from someone, the word of mouth increases the number of followers. So the actual count of the number of followers does not matter because the number of orders, the fulfillment you get, I mean, you know that, I mean, I still have a glowing, smiling face of my brand, no matter how many number of followers I have because I really like what I do. And when someone orders from me, even if they order a single notepad, I have like a bright smile on my face when I see it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, how has uh, being a designer helped you with starting your business?
1: Yeah. About that. So like, I think more than being a designer, helping me for business, I think business has helped me be a better designer. When you mix business and design, like when you have creativity, So creativity is actually very hard to place an amount to, you know, it's very hard to put a price on something that's really creative. Uh, A person could get a million dollars for a single logo, but also just get 500 rupees for a single logo. I'm just saying like comparison, but uh, yeah, um, that way business has made me feel like, you know, okay, this, this creativity deserves to get this, this much amount. And this is what I'm lacking in it that I can improve like, you know, design-wise that I can actually improve and add value to the customers. Because now I'm not designing for uh, a brand or a big company or something. I'm just designing for day-to-day customers who really want to make someone else's life happy, you know. So it adds value to it. So whatever, like, you know, the amount that they're paying or the the amount of time that they put in in explaining what they want has to be reciprocated in the, the product that they get. So that that whole side, like, you know, being in business, it has made me feel that, okay, you know, it's not uh, designing randomly, it is designing with business. And also, I feel uh, for regular, like, you know, like regular customers, it might be a thing as to uh, is the business like, you know, actually going to scam me or not. And there are a few designers who don't know how to price themselves. So, I mean, it is very difficult as a designer to start pricing yourself high and saying that, okay, you know what this deserves this because the market is quite huge out there, but small designers don't know, don't, don't know that at all. And it's not like, oh, I'm just a new beginner, so I can charge only this much, you know. It's, it's very vague actually, but yeah, business, being in business will help you grow from that stance, like from that area, you feel like there's a lot more to learn. And I've learned a lot all these years being in business. It has helped me a lot.
0: Understood. You started out when you were in college, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So for someone who is uh, in their final year or in their university doing their bachelor's and things like that. So uh, what are some of the, you know, tactics that no one told you about? Like if if you uh, direct yourself along with the studies in this direction, So you might as well have a business after you graduate, you know, because these people who build something during the college are rare. Okay. Not everyone tends to uh, start something and then figure out once they get out of the college. So I just wanted to know what are some of the tips and tricks that you would give to someone who is in their college and are also thinking of, okay, I'll start something, but with little investment playing around and then maybe after, you know, once they graduate, they tend to establish it properly.
1: So I think in college, I think one thing was, you don't know where you're going and you don't know what you're doing, but that's okay. And like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to know where you're going. That's one. Second, uh, you need to start. Like everybody has several ideas, several thoughts that cross their mind. Oh, ye karenge. oh, we can put a chai soil outside the... This has crossed everybody's mind. Like, you know, put a chai soil... T- chai stall right outside university i mean we, we used to kind of calculate all the profits you know out of that like the chai stall outside the, the same because all of us have a headache we go to the tea stall have a, this thing so that is one um, just start and the third one is talk a lot i have a habit of speaking a lot and uh, i figured that it, it need not always be a bad thing because when you're actually talking about something you're passionate about or something that you're developing there's always going to be someone else who's interested in that and like the more i speak to people about rose art the more customers i get right because it's word of mouth and if my customers won't do that to other customers i'll have to do that myself like i'll have to basically personal branding but not on instagram or social media it's word word to word like face to face and the more the more you are open the more you talk to people the more you like you know you grow because you'll also understand what their feedback is or what what is their opinion about it. Like so many things. That is third. Fourth is managing time. I've seen like a lot of my friends ask me, how do you manage a business when you are in architecture school? So I, the simple thing that I should tell them is, I mean, there is plenty of time for everybody. There's so much time. I mean, right now you're sitting with me, you're making time for this. Even though there are so many, like, you know, so many things that could possibly distract you from this, but you want to do it out of your passion, you know, and something that is in your passion, you will do it no matter what. You'll find time. I mean, parting with friends, that's not anyone's passion, but they still do it, right? I mean, it's not like you need to cut down. It's not like a cut down on any of my gatherings or outings, but it's just that I put in a little more effort to spend maybe one hour or half an hour every day on this business. Yeah.
0: Okay, so managing time is the biggest thing, right? Uh, we, which which yeah. of them tend to miss out on. Yeah. Also, uh, consider there's a newbie, someone like me, who wants to get into the business or tr- start something on their own. What are some of the mistakes that you would tell them to not make? What are some of those?
1: I think uh, first thing is comparing yourself. I'm guilty of doing it myself, but I'm just going to say that, you know, this is a common recurring problem among so many people. Like even now, even today, it's it's quite easy for a business to grow from zero to 10K followers to 15K followers and their business booms. But also for the businesses that are below 2000 followers, it's difficult for them to come to a client and say that, okay, I am genuine. Because people feel the more the followers, the more genuine you are. So that's one. You don't compare yourself to anyone. Second is use your strengths. Okay, so in the beginning of my years, when I... I'm not saying years, like I've been like too many, too many years in this, but yeah, it's been four years. And in the beginning, I used to go around Pinterest, Google, and just try to see what everybody is doing and try to do similar things, you know. But then I realized that is not the catch. The catch is to actually do something out of that, to do something that you are good at. You don't have to do what everybody is doing. And even if it's a trend that you're catching up on Instagram, think about how you can do it differently in your own way. So anything that you're putting into your business, think about how you would do it, like, you know, as a person. Believe me, like, there are going to be like-minded people like you outside who are going to want to watch you no matter what, no matter how different or how weird you are, you know, or what designs you come up with. There's going to be this one uh, target audience that is definitely going to love what you create. So I think be yourself is another one. When you're a newbie, you can also uh, consider putting all you've got, like, you know, don't hold back. I mean, I'm still holding holding back on make, making many reels, okay? like, it's very difficult to kind of show your face to audience and, you know, record reels that are very cringy sometimes, but, you know, that actually clicks. The cringy ones actually click and that becomes viral and I'm like, oh no, I'm a, I'm a laughing stock or oh, no, I'm a meme. No, I'm not actually, but, you know, that meme that is there is actually helping me get sales, so it might as well be it, like, you know. I'm ready to be a meme if I'm getting sales like yeah memes are trending nowadays (laughs)
0: exactly yeah the impromptu plans that you come you come across it and then then you feel like okay let's let's shoot something today and they tend to perform sometimes yeah
1: yeah I mean we have one life who's there to judge us you know
0: exactly yeah
1: yeah. no matter what you do there are going to be people who don't like it or who have different opinions so might as well do it
0: Got it. Uh, How do you go about creating your social media strategy? Do you plan in advance what you are going to post for the entire month or for the week? You create the reels prior. How do you go about managing social media front of your business?
1: I'm not not an expert at all. Like I have no idea how I run my social media. Like it's haywire because I also do my day job. Mm -hmm. But uh, also suggestions that I would have are one thing is always try to be consistent. Like if you're trying to post three Three photos in a week post three photos in a week make it a point to at least show up on instagram the more you show up the more your audience builds trust with you you know because if you if you're lagging like for one whole month that you don't post or one whole week that you don't post your audience is wondering where you are what you're doing there are several questions that come up is the business not running or is the business shut down so that's one post consistently uh, second is uh, uh, badge content to your reels like if in case you're trying to show up on like show up on reels with your face in it uh, I would say save a few audios first like you know how we just mindlessly scroll through Instagram you can just tap on save save the audio for later and as soon as you save the audio someday when you actually sit down to create reels you can go to the audio think about uh, how you can make the reel different in your own way and then shoot them together by changing clothes like you know Make it look like you took them on different days, but take them in one hour on the same day. Because it's not like every day you'll feel like making a reel. Like it's, it's actually very, very draining to make a reel. You know, you need to fake smile. <laughs> That's another thing. You need to hype yourself out to make a reel. So yeah, it takes a lot of putting music or doing something. Actually, you need to be very like happy for making a reel. So it, it is kind of, I actually salute people who make reels on a daily basis. I, I cannot afford to do that. <laughs> yeah there yeah. are times
0: when you feel like okay today i'm in a mood so let me go and shoot like 3 4 reels and you tend to do that
1: yeah true yeah and and, and, and
0: sometimes you'll be like okay uh, it's a simple reel okay you just need to show your uh, sh- face the camera and that's it but you won't be able to do that if you don't have a mood or uh, have haven't made your mind true. yeah
1: yeah so i mean yeah there, there are a few people who say that okay content creation is just content creation because content creation is content creation it's <laughs> a lot of work Not only is it uh, a lot of work, it's a lot of of mental energy. You need that positivity in your life to kind of drive. Imagine the influencer on Instagram that has to influence your mood to make you feel better to be an influencer. So they need to be in a positive mood every day so that we are positive too. But I've seen several influencers also come up uh, and uh, talk about the uh, negative sides of their day. And that also has been nice because you can't wake up every day and feel nice and if you, if you do that, I mean you're not genuine. The influencers that actually say that, oh no, I had I didn't have my tea in the day, you know I'm having a headache, but I'm still doing this that gives motivation to normal people like us like to feel like, okay you know what it's it's normal to have that. I'm not the only one so yeah being being you is very important on social media
0: got it. E-commerce businesses is of all ups and downs, right? There are days where you feel like, okay, up sales are, I'm killing it. And there are days where you might not even get a single sale in a month or things like that. So uh, I just wanted to know, how do you keep yourself motivated during the rough days?
1: Okay. So yeah, it has happened to me a lot of times. In fact, uh, just recently I was shifting and everything. So at that time, even if I had sales, I wasn't able to do much work. That is a mental cycle, you know, that keeps like, you know, up and down, as you said. But uh, remember one thing that when you do get orders, when you do get sales, it's not the sheer like you know happiness of getting like okay more money or more sales or you know this thing. It is it is just you being like you know uh, you need to hype your brand up. It's not it's not you that you need to hype yourself up, but it's your brand. It's a it's a whole other person. So you need to kind of uh, you know be happy about the or be grateful about the orders that you get. So whenever it's it's on a low, I'll be like, okay, you know what? I think I should take a break now. But during the ups, I was like quite determined. Maybe now I can use this time and actually learn. Maybe, yeah, you can learn something. And learning something is never a down. It's always an up. Yeah, so you're actually putting in the skill, the effort. And that's how I came up with digital art, actually. I actually skilled up from handmade cards. And I started drawing on my iPad. And that's how I came up with digital art. So it took me some time, and it took me to be in the lows to get to the highs.
0: Got it. Uh, that's pretty much it. I think most of the questions that I had in mind and our audience that wanted to hear are covered. It was great talking to you, Michelle. Thanks for spending your weekend, uh, one hour of your weekend with us. And yeah.
1: Thank you so much, Sahil. But also, like, I'm really glad that you're doing this. And for anyone who's starting a business, uh, in any field. It is the best time. The best time is now. And not only that, like just start. Yeah. That would be like the main highlight of this. Just start. Yeah. <laughs> that was
0: interesting. Don't
1: worry. But this is so nice. Uh, thank you so much, Soil, for having me on board.
0: And that's it for today's episode of Content Kitten. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe for more such tips from The Real Doers.